This episode is brought to you by livingrelief.com, a Wolfpack-owned business that is your source for Delta-8, CBD, THCV, gummies, tinctures, chocolates, all North Carolina-based quality products that can help with sleep, anxiety, pain, and countless other medical benefits. Highly recommend checking these guys out. Their stuff is really good. And if you use code REDWHITE20, you get 20% off your first order. That's REDWHITE20. LivingRelief.com. Living, R-E-L-E-A-F.com. Thanks for listening. I was raised by the wolves. I was raised by the wolves. I was raised by the wolves, eight to they fool, run through the night, playing with your life, go against the pack, that's risking your life, all right folks, we are back with another edition of the Red and White Podcast, I'm your host Evan, here with my friend, former Raleighite, back to Miami, Paul from Paul Scoop on the U, Paul, last time we talked, you had probably a quarter of the followers followers you do now. You are blowing up. Your YouTube channel is getting super popular. I'm happy for you, man. That's awesome. It's awesome to see. Greatly appreciate that, Evan. Uh, thank you uh, again for um, you know giving me the opportunity to speak with you. I greatly appreciate it, and thank you very much for the kind words, man. Uh, I'm just uh, grateful for people like you who uh, give me an opportunity to talk Kings football, man. So thank you. Of course, of course. So let's get into Canes football. What the hell is going on with the Miami Hurricanes? <laughs> like, let's let's do it. Like, what is the state of this program, man? I, I I don't even know at this point. Like, I don't even know what the question to ask because it seems like everything is up in the air. Manny program, good games, bad games. How, how are you guys feeling about this? Outstanding question, right? What an opener. <laughs> um, I think we're all thinking the same thing. You know, last year, you know, Miami finished 8 and 2 regular season. They lose to Oklahoma yeah. State in the bowl game. We had we were missing our two edge rushers, Derek King, Harris's ACL. So, hey, we lose the game by a touchdown or less. I can't remember, but still, we finished the season 8 and 3. Probably would have gone to the ACC Coastal game. Oh no, North Carolina would have gone, but hey, we yeah. you know, things were looking good this upcoming season. We were probably it was us or North Carolina. And the exact opposite has happened. Deer King was not the same coming back from a torn ACL. We lose Don Chaney uh, to a torn ACL. We lose Deer King. He's out for the season. We get blown out by Alabama, Michigan State. We should be 1-4 right now. We were literally a drive away from losing to App State. Um, same, story against North, same story against North Carolina. We can't. We lead the nation in tackles. We cannot tackle. Manny Diaz literally has no signature wins at Miami except beating a ranked UVA team, or some say beating NC State in Raleigh, North Carolina. <laughs> you get where I'm saying. The program is uh-huh. another mess in approval rating overall. Manny Diaz has lost the fan base. He's lost the alumni base, and he's lost the board of trustees as well. We're just waiting till he gets fired. Honestly. So, so let me ask you this. Is it really a matter of if and not when with Manny Diaz? Yeah. I mean, honestly, I thought he could have gotten fired after UNC. I think really it's interesting. I think they're waiting for the season just to play out and then get rid of 
Blake James as well as our athletic director. I mean, they're really working behind the scenes um, in kind of making a plan to get the Miami Hurricanes football not necessarily back because we'll never get back to that dominance that we saw back in the day. But, you know, a plan just to win the ACC or the ACC Coastal on a consistent basis or every other year. So I think that's the goal. But Manny, I mean, his time is done. He knows he's a dead man walking. And honestly, it's just torture right now having him around the program. This program has no heartbeat whatsoever. And we need a pulse. And I don't know who it's going to be, but Manny Diaz is not the answer. So when you're talking about the like collective Miami faithful, I've heard the the rumors. I've read you know articles that it's former players and alumni that are trying to um, bring this together to um, what's the right word? Come back and just steer the ship in the right direction. Is that true? Like who's leading this charge? What they say, honestly, I don't think that's necessarily the case. I mean. Players will they will publicly support the firing of Manny Diaz. I'm not going to call out any alumni, but like, who's going to put together money to fund their way? No, I mean the NFL alumni that we have are not supporting a new head coach or not funding that mission. It's the board of trustees members that we have who have a lot of money. Okay, like yeah. I'm saying millions, millions of dollars. Not NFL players who played. 10 seasons they're not funding this no it's the board of trustees which is a whole nother line than the nfl players (laughs) who i you know i'm i'm on one hand i'm kind of surprised by this and one hand i'm not right i I can see what's happening but if i look at like miami's schedule miami's results so far they've lost to a good alabama team they lost a good michigan state team and the other games that they lost were close you know, the Carolina game, the Virginia game, those were closer, you know, those were games that make me feel like they were competitive. Now, maybe that North Carolina game, it was closer at the end. It wasn't so much in the middle. They've been competitive, though, right? I mean, is it not? Where's the disconnect there? I think the disconnect is where the missed tackles stand. You know, yeah. like, it, it's really bad. Um, we are very undisciplined. We commit a lot of penalties. Uh, Manny Diaz, he's tentatively playing the same players over and over again. We have a six-year senior named Zach McLeod at defensive end. He's starting, and the guy in back of him is a much better player, Chance Williams. You have Amari Carter at the striker position, where your starter last year was underclassman Gober Frierson, who did who had a fantastic sophomore season. But Amari Carter is a veteran player. Why is he starting at striker all of a sudden when you moved him from safety over your original starting striker. He tends to play veteran players. I don't know if it's favoritism. Also, our linebacker personnel is god-awful. This is the worst linebacker personnel I've seen at Miami in quite a while. We're ranked 59th in the nation right now, Evan, in recruiting. That's the lowest. I don't care who was coach at Miami. I've never seen a Miami recruiting class that bad in my life. It's dead. This program is literally a disaster, and we need a real football coach. And also, Evan... The national embarrassment of the touchdown rings, the jewelry, the turnover chain. When we were losing to the University of Virginia, we had our players on the sidelines taking a picture, a group picture, when you're losing by a touchdown against UVA in the first half. Where is the accountability? Where is the humility that you're a sub-500 football program? You see that picture in back of me, Evan? Yeah. 
That picture, it's a newspaper. It says the perfect storm. That's a picture of me with my parents at the Rose Bowl. 2001 National uh, Championship game. Look where we are present day. It's disgusting. Who is... uh, So... You know, and and I'm I'm not terribly surprised that about that, and I think it's I, there's a couple couple of things that stood out to me, like watching Miami this year. One, Jalen Knighton, I think he's a very good back, and you're talking about right, he's a young guy and wasn't getting the playing time as you know Cameron Harris and some of the other guys, you know. And then today, I see two wide receivers or former wide receivers that got moved around, uh, put in, went in the transfer portal, so. The the Knighton thing was really that really stood out to me because I thought he was going to be one of their better backs, one of their better players, and I have him on my my college ACC fantasy team, and I was just the, he wasn't getting the run that he that that you know he should be that in my opinion right is that like a microcosm of what Manny is doing you know favoritism towards the older guys not putting the talent in you know that kind of thing. The thing about Knighton, he was suspended for like a hefty part of the season. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, that, that's that's the real reason behind it. And according to a local uh, Barry Jackson, the Miami Herald local writer, like he literally said, like Jalen Knight is very fortunate to be on this football team. That's all he said. So it was a pretty hefty suspension. Ah, okay. What he did, uh, you know, the two receivers, D. Wiggins and Mark Pope, they're veteran players, and they literally are awful. They slowed down our offense from last year. They made a lot of big drops, and you know they should have never been recruited at the Miami. Uh, Hurricanes football program it was an awful evaluation of those two guys but you know we have a lot of good young players and they're just not getting playing time we had a five-star safety who wasn't getting snaps early on James Williams number zero look out for him we have a defensive tackle named Leonard Taylor another five-star kid he's a freshman he's probably the best defensive tackle we have in in the interior he's third string right now and nobody knows why so you keep playing the same players over and over again and there's no development within your defense. The only players we develop are from the transfer portal or it was Gregory Rousseau. Nobody else Manny Diaz has recruited since 2016 on the defense has really developed at all. See, I'm looking at your recruiting classes over the last couple of years. And honestly, I, I scrolled down. I'm like, where the hell is Miami? And so I'm like, what is this? 2019, they're 27th, according to 247, right behind Purdue, Mississippi State. Uh, South Carolina, like th- that's to me is surprising because I'm not used to seeing that from Miami, right? With all that talent in the area, with all the the brand and the everything that Miami has going for it, to see them, you know, barely cracking the top thirty, you know, they're like four spots ahead of us, and that's that's crazy. That's crazy town. That's just not what I expect from Miami. I I, I didn't realize that, you know, until you mentioned it, and I'm looking it up. They were twentieth in 2020. Yeah, I mean. I think you can do better at Miami, right? I mean, I think that's probably why what y'all feel. Yeah. I mean, you know, recruiting's just not the same. We're losing a lot of recruits to other programs, and we're missing out on a lot of good three- or four-star recruits that we don't value as takes. And they right. go to other programs, and they become great players. But they're not takes at Miami. So there's a big miscommunication going on, and I just think we need to bring in a coaching staff that isn't into the sideline jewelry the flashy BS and is into developing players and is just an old school, hard nosed football coach. And I, we need that here in Miami because this, this guy's a gimmick and I'm tired of it. I really am Evan. 
it's funny. It sounds like you want Dave Dorn. I mean, that is the well, the description of Dave. Yeah, I mean, he's done a fantastic job at NC State. I think he's honestly, I I would a lot of head coaching vacancies that open up. Why not give him a shot? You know? Yeah, yeah. You can do a lot worse. He's done a he's done a good job, and he's that kind of he's that kind of coach where he is, you know, kind of exactly what you said. He's a guy that's gonna build your foundation. He's gonna develop your guys. You know, he might not be the flashiest, but, you know, gets it done. Absolutely. You know? I love what he's I'm cur- quarterback position. Yeah, I mean, yeah, absolutely. It's just like, across the board, he's actually – he's really developed a lot of NFL-level talent from guys who you not necessarily expect to, you know, be NFL guys, but he has the – he's able to identify them. And, you know, you know, I don't – I wouldn't say that Miami needs somebody like that as opposed to – but just somebody that can develop the talent in that area, right? Somebody that can build those relationships and recruit because you guys should have all of the talent you need down there in South Florida. You know, who is the – I know you've thought about it, right? Who who you want to replace Manny? Well, I think you uh, – I have a very short list. I think you have your home run that you try to reach for and makes the most sense because he attended the University of Miami. At the end of the day, he's from Miami. He has the same background as, as me, and I'll be honest with you, I don't think he wants to stay in Eugene, Oregon. That's Mario Cristobal. He's a Miami guy. This is his alma mater. Yeah. I'm, sh- I, I, I'm sure it's, it pains him when Miami's not doing well. He, This is what he <laughs> bleeds, right? You ask him, what's your price? He'll give it to you. He's a Miami guy. If you yeah. can't match it, okay, move on to the next one. Your home run, it's not financially feasible for you. I think Miami can afford him with the ACC contract and the amount of money you produce, but it's the amount of pockets they want to invest in in their football coach. They don't have SEC money they want to invest in, like LSU did with Orgeron or Texas A&M. Oh Miami's oh not going to do that. Now, for your second option, I think Billy Napier from Louisiana, I think that's an outstanding starting point. He has an incredible background. He's doing an outstanding job at Louisiana. Your third mm-hmm. option, I think Bill O'Brien at Alabama he used to be an NFL head coach. He was a college head coach. He has great experience. Now, does he want this job? I don't know. Interesting enough, Evan, you know someone who's always had interest in the Miami Hurricanes job before he actually had a really good head coaching season? Who's that? Mark Stoops of Kentucky. He's always had interest oh. in the job. But now that he's doing really well at Kentucky... I don't think he's going to want to have interest because Kentucky is a top 25 program doing really well in the SEC, selling out their stadium. They're probably going to drop money for their football program to do well. Do you think he'll want to start over and go to Miami and take over another project, which is very, very difficult? Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, A place like Kentucky is very much similar to NC State in that regards is that they're not – uh, traditional power they can be good if the stars align you know and I wonder if Mark Stoops realizes that and at some point you know cashes in his chips when you know he's he's got the right hand so I that's a good one I, I wouldn't I didn't think about that one Bill O'Brien I thought would be a good a good one for y'all and then Bill Clark is the other one that I thought oh. uh, you know he's done a really good job yeah. in the south at the UAB and just doing what he's done at a program that's playing football one year, not playing the next. And you want you know, a developmental guy that is just a good football coach. I mean, I think that's – I don't know if that would go over well with the Miami faithful, but he, I think he'd get the job done. Now, interesting. Quick, quick question. 
Because, like, sure. I honestly think it's kind of a long shot. But do you think – can you see an equation where, like, hey, Miami puts up the money. They, they got Mario's buyout. They just offer him the salary. Do you think that's a, that could be a transition for Mario? Do you think that could be a shot? Yeah, you know, that's interesting. It's Oregon is not for lack of resources. But, again, right. you know, you know, the people always – when they look at these jobs and look at these guys, they say, you know – one, where is where are they from? Does he fit in in Oregon? You know, there's always there's already rumors that the Oregon fans are bored with him because he's kind of dry and just uh, a football you know football coach. He's not uh, flashy, which is what they you know West Coast mentality, I guess, is what they say, right? And so I can see it from that regards, and I can see wanting out of the Pac-12 just because it's the Pac-12. You know, I think that the benefit of not that the ACC is that much farther ahead of them these days, but it is still a better conference in my mind. And it's just as easy of a path winning the Coastal yeah. to get to the ACC championship to to do what you want to do. And now you have more talent around you, right? There's really – there's not the talent in Oregon. I know you can get to Northern California and win there. But I think Miami's got so much going for it that I, I wouldn't be surprised if a coach like Cristobal – would leave Oregon to come. And we saw that with, uh, what's his name? Taggart, when he left Oregon after like six months and came to FSU, right? Yeah. It's, it's, it's a very similar, uh, you know, a very analogous situation. I think that, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if, if Mario did that. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, it, it'll be interesting. I'll, I mean, there were rumors and I guess, was it 20, what year was it? Mark Rick retired 2018, 2019, roughly around 2018. Like yeah. there are rumors like board of trustees was ready to compile money for the buyout. It just, our AD literally went rogue, Evan, like literally went rogue. And he's like, I'm hiring Manny Diaz. I'm the AD. You can't do anything about it. That's crazy. Yeah. And that's, that's why that's wild. People are pissed. Like they want him gone. It's, it's funny. Like I, I can very much see the LSU job in a yeah. similar state as the Miami program, right? It's a, a program where everything in that area revolves around LSU. I think that's very similar with Miami. There's not a lot of competition in your direct area for recruits. I know a lot of people come down to South Florida and try to recruit, but Miami should still have the pick of the litter down there. And so it wouldn't surprise me if LSU is able to pull a big-name coach from anywhere. And I think the same thing for Miami. I think they have the brand, the resources, and the attractiveness of that job to to pull somebody in. So. I'd be interested if they, you know, to see what happens there. Yeah. It'll be very interesting. Uh, I do know that Miami, they, they do acknowledge they need to get it right this time. If not, um, we'll never get it right. <laughs> I, I understand those pains. So it's, it's very similar to our basketball coaching or our, our whole basketball program for the last, I don't know, 30 years, 20 years, you know, just. Finally, just get the right guy. It can't be that hard to find a basketball coach. Very similar. <laughs> I, I understand that. So did you hear what your quarterback, Tyler Van Dyke, said today? I on it, No, I did not hear. Did he put down NC State? Because, like, if he did, <laughs> I will per- I'm, will. i like, five minutes away from campus. I can walk there. Uh, let me fine. send you. I'm, I'll go ahead and send you this. I should have clipped it for you. Um, but I put it on Twitter. I'm going to put it. If you can see the little chat window. Check that out. All right, I'll check it out right now. You can look at that. So for those who haven't seen it, uh, I'll read. It's essentially a quote. It's about a minute long 
of Tyler Van Dyke, the new Miami starting quarterback. So these are the same dudes we played last year. We scored 45 on them last year. I don't think they can stop us. Oh, my God. Where's the humility <laughs> our pro- like the University of Miami program has? Like You're a sub-500 football program. That's a redshirt freshman talking who was on the bench last year. NC State was probably one of our toughest games. It was down to the wire. It was a great football game. Yeah. Where's the humility? I mean, I'm embarrassed. Like, this is the stuff I don't want to hear from our football program <laughs> because NC State's going to beat us by 30 now. That's what's going to happen. <laughs> it's funny. Uh, some of our, a lot of my listeners have tagged like our players and whatever, and they've all started retweeting it. Oh, and this is for the last couple of hours, just been going, going and going and going. Like, they're, de- they're definitely aware of it now. And I just, I mean, it's it's bold it's a bold move i don't the one thing we have going for is that our defense has been pretty consistently good this year like i think we're that's the part that uh that's part of this team that has been pretty reliable but i fully expect nc state to dominate this football game in every asset of it to to punting yeah (laughs) our punter's good our punter leads the acc so he's good but like no, all right. So I wanna I wanna actually talk a little bit about the game. Like, do you think? Do you think the players are into it? Or you think are they? Or have they checked out? Like after I wasn't sure what to think after the, the Carolina game. Like, yeah, I think they've checked out. Honestly, um, you know, defensively, if you look at Sam Howe running the football, um, the way they're tackling is just it's not even fundamentally sound. It's just awful. They're just throwing their elbows at Sam Howe and just hoping they knock him down. The team's given up many ideas. I mean, he's a, he's a dead man walking. I'm sure he's given up mentally. I, I mean, th- that's the whole thing. I want an interim head coach to come in just to, like, you know, fire up the program. But, no, I fully expect NC State to come into Hard Rock Stadium and dominate this football game. The spread is what? NC State favored by two or three? I'll give them 18 points, honestly. If, oh. if NC State doesn't win this football game, this is an awful loss for NC State because the stadium's going to be dead. <laughs> Your football yeah. team is going to be dead. This is probably going to be Manny Diaz's best win because NC State's ranked 18. So, <laughs> seriously, NC State should dominate this football game. Um, there's no reason why Miami should be in a dogfight with NC State. Yeah, I think the line opened up as Miami uh, two-point favorite and has very quickly moved to State three-and-a-half at this point. Yeah. That's the last I saw it. Man, and I just saw that Miami is going with the blackout. Oh my god, that's Manny Diaz's funeral, basically. That is literally going to be Manny Diaz's funeral. That's the best line I've heard all day. That's amazing. Uh, what <laughs> what good does the Miami program have right now? Like, I know they've got talent. So who's the talented players on this team? I'm trying to salvage this. Uh, well, we this have outlook a, on this. We actually there's a freshman quarterback who broke his ankle. He had to get ankle surgery. Or injured his ankle, didn't break it. Garcia? Garcia, yeah, he's really good. I mean, honestly, like, I like him more than Van Dyke. I think he's the future of the program. That's someone to keep in your back pocket just to, like, for your ACC fantasy football if he's starting. Like, you can make some noise there. Um, James Williams, he's going to be wearing number zero. He's a six foot five safety. Um, he's going to be a stud. He's a true freshman. Uh, Leonard Taylor's another true freshman defensive tackle who's a five-star recruit. If he plays, he's a very good player, but um, that's really it. I mean, Jalen Knighton, number four, he's someone to look out for. He's an underclassman. I think redshirt freshman due to the COVID-19 rules. 
Yeah. Um, he's a really good player too, but um, you know, that, that's really it. Charleston Ramble is a good receiver, Restrepo as well. But, you know, I mean, look, defensively we're not a good team at all. And there's really, I mean, not a lot of positives. I mean, whoever's the next coach here next year, it's a rebuild. You know, start from scratch, bring in your own personnel, hit the transfer portal. What? I think we might have talked about this last year, but I'm wondering if your opinion has changed. Uh, Rhett Lashley, what's your opinion on your offensive coordinator? uh, It's too consecutive. Um, Nothing creative, if that makes sense. He runs a lot of inside zone reads. Um, he loves to run the ball middle of the field for some reason. He's not very creative. He I never see him go um, in an empty set unless it's like a two minute, uh, you know, two minute warning, two minute, you know, just you got two minutes to score basically. Um, we we go no huddle, but it kind of it kind of shoots us in the foot because when you go up tempo and you go three and out, that doesn't really help your defense at all on the sidelines. So like Miami will literally go three and out a lot, um, you know. We do go up tempo, but like I said, if you go three and out, there's there's no point of it at all. And our offensive line moves are just been awful. Besides Jalen Knight and like running the football, there's been no production whatsoever. You know, I mean, I don't I mean he's not like the worst offensive coordinator. He's just very you know consistent. You know, you know what to get every game. There's nothing out of the ordinary. Very Tim Beckish maybe. <laughs> it's, it, the the reason I asked you, I think we've talked about this, is because when Dave was, and I don't remember if it was when he was hired or at some point when there was some offensive turnover, he wanted to hire Lashley uh, as his offensive coordinator. I think he had time he was at Nevada, maybe, if that's right. And then he went to, he got hired by, I forgot, one of the Texas schools, maybe, wherever he came from before Miami. So I'm just curious how it's, everybody always hates their offensive coordinator. And so I was wondering, like, you know, we always thought, oh, it could have been with Lashley when wonder how that would have been yeah i mean i mean he's nothing you know he's not nothing like i said i've never seen miami go in an empty set uh, maybe like once or twice throughout his entire time at miami i mean basically just runs a spread rpo with multiple zone reads runs in the middle of the field that's really all he does like we made a joke like he has five plays (laughs) (laughs) well it's you know mike leach and the air raid system the foundation of that is like we have they have six routes yeah (laughs) it's like they're just gonna run them all over and over until you get it get it good the thing with there's Uh, no aggressiveness man like yeah my whole thing is like charleston rambo right against michigan state he had 10 receptions in the first half right like keep throwing him the football like they can't cover him right but like we'll just lay off of him you know it's i don't get it like just like go scrappy screw your offensive game plan going into the game guess what they can't cover charleston rambo throw him the ball 20 times you know that's something mike Leach would do like just screw your game plan if something else is working. And I, I there's just nothing out of the ordinary with Rhett Lashley. It's very vanilla, and it's just I don't think it's our run game has been atrocious under him. It's that actually makes a lot of sense why Dave Dorn would like him. That's very much Dave's mo. Yeah, we that's our complaint for pretty much every one of our offensive coordinators is just that, and, and we still see it today. Like we're still we're being effective and efficient, but. We're best throwing the ball and then, you know, throwing t- to open up the run. And they just – they came out in the Boston College game. They threw it right down the field. They scored a touchdown. You're like, yeah, this is it. And then they went right back to run, run, pass, run, run, pass, run, run, pass. You're like, man, can we just get – you know, it's 2021. That's not how offenses work anymore, you know. Yeah. yeah. So, all right, you don't feel very good about this game. 
I got that much. You got a couple good players. Where's Miami going to go the rest of the season? Right? Oh, like, let's Oof. run through after us at Pitt, Georgia Tech, Florida State, Ugh. Virginia Tech, Duke. Is oh, it is it hopeless? Are they? What do you think? I feel like we're going to lose to Florida State this season. I think Pittsburgh will probably see a new head coach by then. We might beat Duke. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, we'll, we always like, <laughs> He'll be too. Yeah, Georgia Tech always too. gives us trouble. So, um, depends if we have a new interim head coach. I, I mean, yeah. like, we're just kind of at the point where, like, I don't want Miami to lose, but like, I just want Manny Diaz to leave so I can get excited about something. I'll be happy with right. an interim head coach. I just want him to leave. You know, because there's this program has no pulse whatsoever, and it's depressing, and we're just in a very depressed state right now where we're probably not going to make a bowl game this year if Manny Diaz rides out the season. So, um, yeah, I'm in a depressed state with the rest of the fan base. We're <laughs> literally depressed right now. I, I hate to see you like this, right? I hate to see the program like this because nothing makes us happier is when Miami's actually good and kicking the crap out of Carolina and the rest of the Coastal Division because that's what we signed them on for. Exactly. Right. That's what I we mean, want to see. It's, Miami's never delivered, really. They've never delivered whatsoever. It's it's to a point where it's like Miami's gotten so bad, it's like, okay, it has to change at some point, right? It can't get any worse. Yes. Yeah. Because, like, the past two coaches we had, Mark Rick, Shannon, Al Golden, they never went two and four. Right. And they've all gotten – well, Rick retired, but the other two got fired. So, like, what are we waiting for with this schmuck? Like, literally, nobody in Miami even likes him. So – I don't know. It's either he gets fired at NC State or Pitt. I mean, we'll see. Did you see the post game handshake with Mac Brown? Well, did, did anybody like lip read that and like try to find out what was said? <laughs> it, it honestly, it looked. It, we've had we we tried to diagnose it, and our community was trying to diagnose it, and it looked like Mac said, "You're gonna get fired, aren't you?" That's not fair, <laughs> but it was, you know, and, and he was smiling as he did it. It was very weird, but knowing that Mac has already fired Manny, I could see him saying something like that just because he's a jackass. That's, so, kind, I, I mean, know. if it was that though, I mean, like, look, like you Manny already fired him, him once at Texas. Like, why do you have to tell him like, Hey, like I fired you again. Kind of, you know what I mean? Like just shake his hand yeah. and take good game. You know I mean? The guy's getting right. fired. You don't have to like shove it in his head. Um, th- that's kind of a jackass move, but yeah. I mean, you know, there's bad luck give, between them. They don't. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. If, if he, if he actually said that I would have justified Manny punching him in the nose, like just straight up throw punching him. That would have been, that would have been worth it. <laughs> it would have been worth it to me. It have no, no impact ending. on us. What an ending. Yeah. That would have been awesome. <laughs> If I'm going out, I'm going out throwing blows, right? Absolutely. <laughs> Beating an old man up. I mean, anything can happen, right? Even LSU, they they won that game against Florida and then still fired Orgeron. What a, so anything can happen. I, I want one last question from you. It's unrelated to the game. It's something that state fans talk a lot, a lot about, and you might know from your time living in Raleigh. But do, how does your – local media engage with Miami hurricane fans because I, our relationship with like our local radio guys is very contentious and 
they troll us and they just snarky to us all the time. Even today, there's just multiple instances of them calling us names just out of the blue. And you're like, what are you doing? And so I want to get the pulse. Does does the Miami local radio do anything like that? Or are they more actual sports guys and speak to you like sports fans? So the local radio in Raleigh, let's say News and Observer, poke yeah. one of you guys, yeah. like yourself for the yeah. podcast. Well, like, I'll give you the example. Uh, last week, Carolina, um, it was the week before, Carolina lost, I believe, to Florida State. And one of the guys tweeted out, uh, NFL quarterback, disappointing season, Carolina can only be NC State, or Carolina is NC State. Like, just out of the blue, unnecessary shot at us. We're on a bye week, you know, just stuff like that. Today, one of them called us the crazy place. I'm just like, man, like, what is it with you people? More, um, you know, we're more, our local people are more favoritism, softball people. They don't, uh, they play favorite towards Miami. Yeah. Uh, they don't really bash him at all. Um, you know, just kind of play politically correct or, you know, try to turn the head over, you know, really bashing him. That's really how it's been. Um, they've never really put him down at all, Manny Diaz or the program. They've really just kind of been politically correct and, Play neutral, to be honest, or favorite towards the University of Miami, you know, hyping him up like false positivity. So, yeah, I've never seen them really put down the program or anyone that stood out. It's all been fairly neutral, I would say. Yeah, I kind of knew that was going to be the answer. I just want our people to hear and yeah. trying to get people to stop stop accepting that this is normal because it's not. Like, they shouldn't treat us this way. It's stupid. You know, they're trying to clickbait us and drum up drum up interest. Yeah, but anyway, it depends on the writer too. I mean, I don't know if your local writers, your beat writers, stay there for a long time in Raleigh. We've had some guys in Miami who've covered the team for a long time, so you know, I'm sure they have ties to Miami. If they talk bad about the program, people may distance themselves from them, and there goes their kind of their inside, um, you know, connection towards the program. Our two biggest trolls are alumni. They're oh, NC State really? alums. <laughs> yeah, like it makes it worse. Or they're trying so hard not to play favorites, and they just poop on us all the time, and it's just annoying. But anyway, well, Paul, I will leave you to it. I appreciate your insight into the Miami program. I do hope Miami eventually comes back. It's good for the conference. It's good for us for have somebody to beat up on the Carolina on a regular basis. We need that. So best of luck to you. With your channel, where can everybody find you? The scoop on the scoop on the U. Where can everybody find you? Yeah, uh, the scoop on the U. Just type that in in YouTube. Uh, subscribe to my channel. Greatly appreciate. I'm like the realest Miami Hurricanes fan ever. So like, if I say we suck, we suck. You know, I'm not gonna go to everything. We're gonna win. I think we're gonna win. But yeah, you can find me there on Twitter. I'm on the scoop U. Just type that in. You can uh, follow me on Twitter. So thank you again, Evan. Greatly appreciate the opportunity to talk uh, football with you. Anytime, Paul. Appreciate it. All right, Evan. Take care. I was